Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. To the party who left the 1925 sedan with pleated fenders, three flat tires, and all the paint chipped off, in front of 79 Whistle Vista night before last, please tell him to come pick it up. Because out at the curb, looking it over for the fourth time and very annoyed about it, are the people who live at 79, Fibber McGee and Molly. Look at this broken down jalopy still sitting here, Molly. Somebody's got a lot of crust leaving this rusty hunk of busted junk in front of our house. You know, I wouldn't even have known it was an automobile if it didn't have that foxtail on the radio aerial. <laughs> that ain't even the aerial. That's part of the bumper sticking up. What a heat. Every time I kick this crate, something falls off of it. Maybe it'll just disintegrate. <laughs> you know what I got a good notion to do? I got a good notion to call the cops. The cops? Who would you have them arrest, huh? No, of course not. They can hide out in the shrubbery here, and whoever abandoned this old jalopy and left it, when he doesn't come back to pick it up, they can slap the handcuffs on him and the jug like a gallon of cider. See, put him. <laughs> junk like this in front of our house, and hey, do we know this gal coming here? She looks like she's going to speak. Oh, yes. We saw her last week. Huh? Well, good gracious. If it isn't Mr. and Mrs. McGee, hello, Mr. and Mrs. McGee. I didn't know you lived here, do you? Maya certainly is a small world, isn't it? Just small. <laughs> yes? Yes, it is, Mrs. I bet you're wondering how I knew your name, because we've never really been properly introduced at all. Not at all. So I just said to Mr. Kramer, you know, Mr. Kramer's the drugstore, Kramer's drugstore. Oh, did you have an accident with your car? Kramer? Oh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> no, this isn't our car, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Oh, uh... the way people drive these things is just awful. I was driving downtown yesterday when I pulled out of a safety zone to make a U-turn. <laughs> a man banged right into my front bumper with his back fender. <laughs> my front bumper. Well, you can't trust a man driver, sis. Try to dry your nail polish and they think you're signaling for a turn. <laughs> But I showed him I just drove on. Not my car anyhow, it's my sister Thelma's. And I don't even have a driver's license, so it's not my problem, his fender. <laughs> well, I hope Thelma wasn't angry about her bumpers. Thelma? My sister Thelma? Do you know Thelma? Oh, no, no, we don't know her. We just heard you... I must go tell Thelma I saw you. Oh! to old friends this way, and I do wish you'd call me up sometime, Mr. McGee. I'm in the phone book, you know. The book? Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh, sound my sister. <laughs> 
You know, I'm beginning to look forward to these little visits with her, Molly. It's so soothing to the nerves when she leaves. She is a little garrulous, isn't she? Yeah, talks too much, too. <laughs> well, I got other problems right now, kiddo. This dad rather junkie there. Hey, you suppose any of those tires are worth flying off of there? No, they're in ribbons, McGee. Yeah. Just look at them. Mm. Those casings are as full of old rips as a Legion convention. <laughs> Darn it, there must be a law against me. Uh-oh, look who's here. Hi, old-timer. Hello, Mr. Old-timer. Hello there, kids. Hello, daughter. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hey, where'd you get the hot rod, Johnny? <laughs> Looks like you built it yourself. No, no, this is no hot rod. It's just a pile of junk. It'll never run, son. <laughs> I can tell by looking at it. You've got to take them thunders off and drop the spring hangers, see? Then you tack a pair of foam jets on the back end, hook up twin pots to the intake, and scoop up the deal. Hey, so... hey, hey, hey. Let it out. This is just a pile of junk. Hey, where'd you get all that hot rod talk? You've been running with that high school crowd? Oh, I still drive a drag now and then, Johnny. <laughs> Used to drive in all the big races when I was younger. That's so. Had my own crew to take care of my car. Hmm. One time I had me the greatest grease monkey in the business. Well, what could be so great about a job like that? He was the only grease monkey in town, Johnny, with a tail two feet long. <laughs> two foot, that is. <laughs> yes, sir, Johnny, I got him from a circus. From a circus. Hey, he used to hang by his tail from the crankshaft and grease all four wheels at once. <laughs> All right. You probably he probably works for peanuts. <laughs> That's pretty good, daughter. Uh, but I'll ignore it. <laughs> well, this monkey was mighty smart, kid. My brother Calvin used to lead him to school on a leash every day, but he got too smart finally. Yeah. When they come home one day with a monkey leading Calvin on a leash, Papa sold him. <laughs> a monkey, that is. We kept Calvin. <laughs> Well, look, that's very interesting, but yes, I... Yes, sir, like I say, I drove some mighty big races in my day. I mind one time I was racing across country from Jersey City to Albany. Across country race. That must have been exciting. Well, I knew it was going to be tough, see? Yeah. So I hunched down in my seat, six miles on the white line in the middle of the road, and off I went like a book. <laughs> you drove by the line, huh? I never took my eyes off of that line, Johnny, till I wound up three days later in... Mobile, Alabama. <laughs> Mobile? My gosh, how could that happen? Optical illusion, kid. The line on the road turned out to be a crack in my goggles. <laughs> you know, I've had about enough of seeing that rusty old jalopy setting out there in front of I'm going to call the cops. Aren't you being a little inconsistent, dearie? How so inconsistent? Well, you're the one who's always making insulting remarks about our police force. Yeah, but gee whiz, Molly. Here. Here's the phone. Call the boys in blue. Okay. It's always the ones who holler Cossack at the cops or the first to holler copper when there's a noise in the basement. Go ahead. Oh, I will if you'll pipe down for a minute, love boat. All right. Matter of fact, I've changed my mind. I ain't even going to call the cop. I'm going right to the top of this. I'm going to call the trivia. The mayor? Isn't this a rather trivial affair to be called? Hello, operator. Give me the city. Hello? Is that you, Miss? Ah, uh, 
Oh, dear. 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 Hello. Hello. Hey, get off the line, lady. I'm talking to the mayor. Okay, mister. Hello, is this you, Latrivia? Yes, this is I. How are you, McGee? Fine, kid. Recognize my voice, eh? Yes. Your voice from the back of your head. McGee, the mayor's right here. Quiet, Molly. I'm talking to the mayor. <laughs> hey, Latriv. I got a squawk. You usually have. Well, this is legit, kid. There's been a whole wreck of a car left in the street out in front of my place, and I want the city to haul it away. I'll refer it to the proper department, McGee. Is that all? That's all, it is. Thanks a lot. Not at all. As mayor of this community, I suppose it's my duty to listen to complaints and separate the real ones from the stupid ones. And I know which kind this is. <laughs> you said it. It sure is. <laughs> okay, kid. So long. Good day. Good day, Your Honor. Hey, who just came in? I heard the door slam. Mice, I guess. <laughs> well, I just talked to Latrivia at the city hall, kid. He says he's going to... Uh, one question, McGee. How long did you say that car had been there? Two days at least, Latrivia. Oh, thank you. Well, I will say for Latrivia, he's Jerry at the rat hole when it comes to... <laughs> hey! Yeah? How'd he get here so quick? My gosh, I just talked to him at the city hall. Huh. I guess I swing more weight down there than I thought. You swing more weight almost everywhere than you think, dearie. <laughs> incidentally or not so incidentally, your pants need pressing. Well, I've been very busy and I haven't had time to sit in them. I ever tell you about when I and Milton Spilk were working in the shingle mill in Pennsylvania? You and Milton who? Spilk. Well, sir, one day Milk fell into the machinery and got sliced up pretty bad. Doctor said it was the worst case of shingles he ever saw. <laughs> what a horrible thing to joke about. Yeah. yeah, but on the other hand, why cry over milk spilt? <laughs> That's why... Hey, where are you going? Upstairs to open the window. <laughs> if you hear from the mayor about that car, let me know, dearie. Okay, Tootsie. Well, there goes a good kid. And lucky, too. He knew when she loaned me that two bucks to buy our marriage license, she'd get it back. And she will, too. All right. Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, Keith. Come in. Okay. Who's awful looking car is that out there? See, is it ever a creepy old place? Whose is it, mister? Whose is it? If I did, I'd rub his face into it so deep he'd have rusty bolts coming out of his ears for a week. Aww. Somebody dumped that heap there and left it, and I've been trying to get rid of it all day. Oh, boy. I wish me and Roy Duke had that old car. Can we have it, Mr. Wilkes? Take it, hmm? Can we have it, hmm? You can, can we... get that thing out of there, sis. You're welcome to it. Oh, boy. What would you and Willie do with it, anyhow? Build a sand pile in the back seat? Oh, no, we'd sell it for junk, mister. Willie's uncle is a junk man. He says planning for it. Sell it for junk? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, I never thought of that. Why, the metal alone ought to be worth... <laughs> uh, look, sis, I, I just thought of something. Uh-oh, here it comes. 
You see, well, uh, well, it wouldn't be right to let you sell a car that I could sell myself. Uh, I mean, uh, that we don't know who it belongs to, it would it? Why? Well, if you sold it, I mean, uh, it's uh, well. Uh, just suppose that's the only car the poor guy's got, you see. Yeah, he's in trouble, isn't he? Sure. Suppose mm-hmm. so he needs it. Suppose his little children are crying for milk, and he hasn't got any way to get out for the day. They deliver. But how would they know where? Even we don't know the guy. Suppose he comes and he says to me, where's my car, he says. And I says, I gave it to Teeny. She sold it for junk to Willie Toops' uncle, I says. Why, the poor guy would be heartbroken. Teeny, you sure talk bad. I couldn't take that poor man's car. His little children. You know, Neil? Good. Now you run along and... I'll see when he come back with me, mm-hmm. I got a nickel. I'll give it to him for milk for his children. Uh, no, 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 no. That's very sweet of you, Teeny, but, well, you don't have to stick around. You oh, know, I can wait. I'll wait all day. I'll give him my nickel. Look, sis. That, that's a very sweet thought, but... Well, I got a phone call to make. Here, why don't you take this buck and go down to Kramer's drugstore and plug yourself some soda? Well, since you put it that way, okay. Thank you, Mr. McGee. And here, this is for you. You'll need this. Me? What is it? A business card. Huh? Willie Tooks' uncle, a junk man. Oh. He'll come right over when you call him as soon as I get out of the house. the front window for 20 minutes. Has someone come for the old jalopy, I hope? Not yet, but somebody's gonna. Good. Who is it? A junk man, kiddo. Bright idea of mine that's not only gonna unclutter our curb, but also pay us enough cash dough to take us to dinner and to move in, maybe buy you a new Easter bonnet. McGee, how wonderful. You think of the most amazing things, eventually. (laughs) Well, I guess I just happen to have a talent for sharp thinking, kiddo. I was just analyzing the situation, and the guy abandoned the car, so nobody owned it, so suddenly it... Uh-oh. This may be him. Come in. Molly, I just saw the car. When was the accident? What did he hit? Is he badly hurt? Why didn't you call me the minute... Hey, 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 I... hey, hey. Take it easy, fee hungry. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not hurt. Get that wheel operate in the morning look out of your eye and relax. Not a scratch on him. It's even worse than I thought. Well, if you were looking at that heap out in front, Doctor, that underslung fright that looks like it was slung under a freight, <laughs> that isn't even our car. Somebody abandoned it there. Well, I'm a little relieved, kids. When I saw that thing out front, I thought, well, this is it. Little paper brain has finally met somebody more lead-footed and pig-headed than he is. <laughs> He doesn't have such a heavy foot. Oh, no? I was with him when he bought his last car, and I noticed that by the time we got home, all the horsehair in the upholstery had turned white. <laughs> Look who's talking about other people's driving. Who was it that cut that corner too sharp at 14th and Oak, and the door handle chopped three brass buttons off the front end of a policeman? Yeah, who was it? Hey, come to think of it, that was me, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. 
In fact, I was telling Miss Tremaine last night. Oh, Cece Tremaine. How is your romance coming, Doctor? Yeah, how's the race between you and Latrivia coming along, Doc? You both still neck and neck with Cece? Or won't she sit on the porch swing these cold nights? <laughs> <laughs> that, you nosy little doctor, Hunter, is none of your business. <laughs> I have been meaning to ask you, though, Molly, if you know anything that's good for removing lipstick. Stop bragging. <laughs> lipstick? Well, <laughs> frankly, doctor, and this goes clear back to our caustic days, the best lipstick remover I've ever known is <laughs> McGee. Well, good. One of my patients left hers on my chair, and I've got a smudge on my best pair of slacks. I'll bring them over. <laughs> me, kiddo. I'm expecting a guy. I'll be right back, Doctor. Oh, I'll miss you, yes. No kidding, Molly. When I saw that twisted-up pile of antique metal out there, I was really worried. I thought McGee had gone to sleep at the wheel and driven under the first six elephants of a parade. <laughs> no, Doctor, we don't even know who left it here, more's the pity. If I did, I'd give him a piece of my mind that would... Well, that's that, kiddo. I got rid of that jalopy. The guy paid me twenty-seven and a half bucks for it. Twenty-seven fifty. Yeah, I asked for thirty-five, and he offered me thirty. So, as long as we were only five bucks apart on the deal, we split the difference to twenty-seven fifty. <laughs> My, what a businessman! Take off your socks, McGee, and let's see if you can count up to eighteen on your fingers and toes. Did he pay you in cash, Jerry? Oh, take a look, Snooky. These ain't dandelion greens. He said I... Oh, you got to go, Doc? Yes, I have to get over to the hospital. One of the wards is badly ventilated. Well, uh, what can you do about it, Doctor? Pass him up. This is Eddie Ward, one of my interns. <laughs> Sat on a rake. <laughs> ah. ah, good old Doc. Really a warm-hearted old character, you know it. You notice how sympathetic he got when he thought there was a chance to do a little embroidery on my rose petal skin? <laughs> I think he was genuinely perturbed when he saw that old wreck out there, though, <laughs> dearie. What did junk man say when he... Did you did I drive? You drove, Doctor. I saw your car pull up. Well, it's gone now. Let me use your phone to report this to the police. Oh, oh my God. Hey, Fatso. Yeah? I told that junk man to take the car to the left of the driveway. I meant to the left as you face the street. You must have taken the wrong cut. Oh, 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 my God. Wait a minute, you little bandit. You mean you sold my car to that jump off the Well, chase him. Get him back. Get him over. Hurry, McGee, before they break it up for junk. I can't. I don't know where his junkyard is. Well, what's his name, stupid? Hurry up. I can't. I don't know his name. I, I, I gave his business card back to him because he said it was the only one he had. Where'd you get his card, McGee? From the little girl talking. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, Fitz. Come here a minute. Look, look, this, get this. It's important. What's the name of Willie Cooper's uncle? The junk man you told me about. What's his name? Why, mister? Because he took my car by mistake, little girl. And if I don't get it back, it'll cost Mr. McGee a thousand dollars. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, Willie. Come here a minute. There's a deal cooking. <laughs> well, Mr. McGee, let's talk business. 
Thank goodness Dr. Gamble got his car back before they did anything to it, Dick. Yeah, and just in time, too. You know, the junk man was a patient of Doc's, and his wife was expecting a baby any minute. Oh, really? Yeah, so when they located Doc's car, the junk man jumped in it and delivered Doc right to the hospital himself. <laughs> this was quite a twist. How do you mean a twist? Well, gee whiz, kiddo. Who ever heard of a patient delivering the doctor? <laughs> <laughs> Good night. Good night. Wise 